Look at these fucking scores. I'm disgusted. What is going on, Sabres fans? Welcome to another episode of the Sabres Spotlight Podcast with your host, Matt and Ryan. Ryan, what's going on? Not a whole lot, my guy. What's going on with you? Oh, sorry. I was... I forgot we were starting. <laughs> I was like the Sabres for a second. <laughs> what a, what a, oh, you, you weren't ready to start the podcast, just like the Sabres aren't ready to start their games. <laughs> I, I like planned like pre ahead of time that I was going to do that joke in there. <laughs> I was like, and we were talking right before, but I was like, I'm not telling them that I'm doing that. It's just going to be like an awkward second. And then I'm going to throw that joke in there. <laughs> oh, I got, I got to it first. I got to it first. All right. So what's new, man? What's going on? Fuck, nothing, dude. Not Like, this week has been just, it flew by, I feel like, and I got really nothing to talk about that's not, like, Sabres related. And we don't even want to talk about that, really. But I know. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, you texted me earlier, and you were like, oh, I'm, I'm so excited to record, and I looked at my phone. <laughs> I put it down because I didn't want to answer you immediately because I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about this team like at all like zero percent of me wants to talk about this team but hey we're in the content creation game now so we have to dude i am amped up to, to have this episode because i can't wait to just shit on this team like i don't know if you saw randy like commented on our uh on twitter and was like oh uh forget what he said something along the lines of like uh are you guys recording this week or anything and i was like oh yeah dude i'm like i'm, I'm so excited to just dump on this team <laughs> Oh, we're going to take just massive dumps all over the organization tonight, and it might be a little cathartic. Well, I got a few things for, for to, to get, out, get out here before we get started. So uh, I got a weekly studio update. I, I now have my space heater out in my garage, so I'm pretty fucking pumped about that. So I'm not like, dude, I feel like I'm in a sauna right now, if I'm being honest. Dude, this guy's wife just relegates him to the fucking garage, so he needed a, a space heater. I got my I got my boy Skinny here, although I, I kind of hate him right now because he's playing like shit. And you already know. You already know if you're watching on YouTube. There it is. As Saber Spotlight. <laughs> I got to make tell a better your, sign than it just fucking loosely sheet of paper. <laughs> tell your friends. Tell your coworkers. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. This is the number <laughs> one place you want to go for Saber's talk. <laughs> this ghetto this ghetto ass setup. <laughs> on a piece of paper. I love it. <laughs> All right. Also, dude, I'm pretty excited because, well, you know that I play this game Clash of Clans on my phone and I've been pl I've been playing this game for like, I don't know, like I started it at when I was at Damon. So this was probably this was eight years ago and probably a little bit before. So I've been playing this game for like 10 years and like pretty, pretty like religiously, like for 10 years. Like I think I took a break for a couple years, but I've been playing for the next few years and like they, they got a new update coming and it's like the next town hall level, which is like a huge update. And I'm I am stoked for it. I cannot wait. I'm totally addicted to this game. Are you going to bring back uh, Clash Living Podcast? Dude, the Clash Living Podcast was where it's at. But no, 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 no. Only one podcast at a time. But that that is how much I love this game. I had literally had a podcast for it. So Yeah, I mean, you roped me in for a little while, but I got, I got bored. But man, you just <laughs> you love that game. You love it. Always have. We got a solid clan too. Like we start, I mean, we started from the bottom and now we're, now we're, now we're here, man. We made it, we're like, we're like a level 16 clan now. Like we got, I got guys in there I play fantasy football with now. Like we're, we're, we're a family. We're, we're a, we're a brotherhood. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Better than the saberhood. <laughs> yeah. Do, okay. All right. So before I make, go down my, my last thing, I have to, I'm going to backpedal a little bit 
on my original take on Saberhood, I'm kind of liking it. No, no, <laughs> no, no. I kind of am. I had three people this week come up to me and, t- and say something like about the Saberhood, and I'm like, it's so fucking corny. I can't stand it. <laughs> Dude, I know, I know. And like, so we, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago on the show. And you like kind of like because I had no idea, and you were like, "Oh, what about this?" People are calling it this, and I was like, "I don't know." I'm like, "I don't really like it," but now it's kind of sinking in, and I've catching on. It's catching on in my head, and I've I've tweeted it a couple times. I've used the hashtag. I'm like, I'm kind of here for this right now. Well, whenever you fucking whenever you tweet it or use the hashtag, we get people just like in our replies and stuff, and like responding to our polls. So just keep using it. Keep using it. well, somebody posted like uh, some Saberhood merch. I think it might actually be in the Sabers or whatever. And I was like, it's actually kind of sweet. I was like, all right. I mean, I don't know if I'm there to like buy it yet or not, but I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely warming up to it. Well, since we suck, I'm just buying absolutely nothing. But hey, if they uh, if they start playing well, I might you know, my my wallet might open up a little bit for some Saberhood merch. You know, it took a while for Bill's Mafia to kick in. Maybe this is like a similar thing. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if it'll stick around or not, but yeah, I, I will. I will say I'm backpedaling a little bit. I like it. And then last, so last thing here, real quick before we get started, my daughter. So I, th- I don't know if I've mentioned on the show, Riley. Like she, like yeah, you have every single episode. Well, every episode, yes. But I don't know if I've talked about her sleeping and like it's like I've told you. Obviously, she's literally demonic at bedtime, and like oh, yeah. some some nights she goes to bed like no problem. Like if she's like pretty tired or whatever but like most nights bedtimes like at least a 45 minute process if not like an hour because i can't we like we can't just put her in bed and then walk away like she needs to be out cold before i leave or else she's just gonna cry for me well this week i don't know what is going on if it's like if mercury is in retrograde or what but like she is just on one at bed and like just crying and i'm like and she's like saying there's a monster in her closet and like last (laughs) night Two hours, two hours it took to get to bed last night. And I didn't even do anything. She's just like literally like an hour of just nonstop crying. I'm just sitting there like, all right, let me know when you want to go to bed. <laughs> There's nothing I can do. Anything, anytime I try to say anything, she just gets worked up and she just tries to smack me. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hey, that's me, too. After the Sabres get their shit pushed in by another team, I'm laying in bed crying, too. So maybe she was sad about the Sabres. Maybe, maybe she she used to watch with me at the beginning of the season, but now she yeah she doesn't want to watch that anymore. She just rather play with her toys. But honestly, tonight she was pretty good. It was tonight because I didn't know when we were going to be recording. It's only like nine thirty, and we're getting rolling. And I thought we were going to be like I thought we were going to be pushing like ten ten thirty. But she's well, um, just sometimes she's on demon time, dude. That's how she is. She was on yeah she was on demon time tonight. But um, anyways, you got any uh, shout outs here before we get into the the content of the show? I not gonna lie, dude. I literally cannot think of a single thing to say. I we gotta shout out Dylan one more time. Why? For that shout fucking dessert, man. I'm still is he like he's still the man. <laughs> I know. I'll bring it. My, I'll bring it to you as soon as I get a new another uh, another portion. It's crazy that my aunt will literally make it and then just like make a second one just for me. It's fucked up. Not gonna lie. And you shout out your three buddies last time. I, I I won't tell them who after the show you actually secretly told me you like the best, but <laughs> yeah, don't so don't say it, don't say it because I'll definitely do like one of them more. I'm just kidding. That that'd be so that'd be so fucked up. It's ridiculous. That'd be so fucked up. <laughs> well, I got to shout out my mom real quick for her birthday. 
a couple days ago. So shout out to uh, to Mama Walsh. Uh, happy yeah, birthday, Rose! I'm a total mama's boy, and uh, yeah, so happy birthday to her. Uh, this dude, I well, you know, I got like so my family's crazy because we got like all four of our birthdays in the span of like a month and a half, and then we have nothing for the year. But it's just like it's like every couple weeks now, it's like birthday, 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 and then they're just all done. But well, if we're if we're shouting out birthdays, I got to shout out my wife's birthday. Duh. Happy birthday! Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, you know, I since I didn't know we were shouting out birthdays since right to, until uh, until you shouted out your mother. So it was my wife's oh, birthday dude. the other day. Dude, it was it's. It's it's great. She had a great day. So a great weekend dinner. It was fun. Yeah, that's that's you know, what's funny. I thought about this the other day. I'm pretty sure like so like I'll like randomly text Lexi here and there like about a song or whatever. Like we don't text like all that often. But like, I'm pretty sure every year it just happens where I text her on her birthday. Like I've forgotten it's her birthday and I text her on her birthday something random and then i'm like oh shit it's her birthday and then i say like oh by the way happy birthday like i think that's happened the last <laughs> few years <laughs> that's really funny because really that totally happened this year but we were talking about actually christmas stuff for you but oh yeah okay are, I, are you guys done shopping for us or no it's kind of hard to find some i'm like because like under three bucks like it's like tough you know <laughs> under, under three i had no idea we were doing that what, what do you mean <laughs> no i'm just messing around oh <laughs> No, we know we already got you. We already got you a couple so, good things, and I got an idea for one more thing too. I told I told Lexi like yesterday. I'm like, holy shit, I don't have anything for Matt for Christmas, and she's like, don't worry, I got it. I'm like, oh, okay, sick. And I'm like, well, what is it? And then apparently, I also got the same thing, so I can't. Say, I, she's like, I can't tell you. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard about this. I've heard about this. It's kind of be saber stickers, right? So, I fucking I don't know. So, like, <laughs> that's my guess. So if they're listening, that's my guess. Should we get each other something else? Also, did you give me a separate gift? I I did I did. Okay okay we do this every year and I forget like the format so. All right, I okay. I don't have I don't have it in my possession yet. Okay. But I but I know it's I'll gonna find, be. I'll find, I'll find you I, something I, nice. I, Remember last year I got you the NF shirt I think. Oh yeah, or was that it was the shirt. I think last year, no, last year was Knox Hill, I think. Okay, but I, I've been putting some, him. I've been putting some serious thought into to yours this year. It's been uh, so we'll Come see. On. Hopefully, I do good. So, yeah, I'll find something nice for you. All right. Well, that's enough about us. Let's get into the thing nobody wants to talk about, which is we were trying to delay it as far as much as we could, but now we'll get into uh, the Buffalo Sabers here, and uh, I think they've been playing hockey. I don't really know what what to call it, but they they've been out on the ice and they've been skating around in circles and and playing with themselves a little bit but uh yeah so they've been getting a lot of uh a lot of cardio lately oh, dude i am just like I, I i almost like wanted to start off this episode just like with a boo just like to kind of keep them going because they've been hearing those so often lately but uh yeah i don't know all right want to do do you want to do the game recaps here we don't have to spend yeah, a ton of time on of it on them but let's get into um, it let's get into it so it's funny because last episode we we always do our looking ahead and like point projections and you predicted seven out of eight points coming into this week and I predicted six. I yeah. And we were we were the Homer podcast for sure. I mean, but our rationale was basically listen, like if they don't do it now, it might be too late. And it might already be too late, to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, they got a fat zero. They got no points. 0 and four. And it was not only was it 0 and 4. 0 oh, 4. It was pretty four pretty ugly games. So we'll start out in St. Louis. 
a 6-4 loss. Something we talked about last episode, getting off to a slow start. So two goals they allow in the first five minutes, three goals allowed in the first 10. So it's like an, another game where you're just like not ready to play. You you dig yourself in a hole. And then they, to their credit, they, they do tie it up. But then in typical Sabres fashion, immediately give up two goals. Like once they tie it in the second, then they immediately go down five to three. Well, I, I feel like they, like you said, you know, they weren't ready to go. I mean, some of those goals, I don't know. Fuck, man. We just got done praising UPL and how he's playing great. And he had a goal that, you know, should have been stopped. And one, like, legitimately, I think, like, you know, a difficult save. And then the third goal, I think it was the Shen goal, where it's, a dude, another, like, odd man rush. And the puck goes to the corner. And the puck gets thrown to the slot. No one's back checking. And UPL is you know, loading up into a fucking spaceship and blasting off into the corner. Like, I don't know what he, what was going on there. Like, that was just horrible, horrible goaltending. Like, I this team, I don't get it. And then they finally find their offense. Like, like this team finds its offense. And they, they did battle back to the credit, like you said. But they were cooking them. Like, they played amazing. They just couldn't keep up with like how poor their defense was and how poor the goaltending was it's it's so frustrating they can't put together like a full game plan like you're not going to play well for 60 minutes there's going to be like spurts where you're gonna you know have some in zone pressure and you know get bailed out by a save but like they got none of that today on that day well okay here's some here's some stats for you just to kind of encapsulate some of the things you're talking about uh st louis six goals 20 shots 20 shots, wow. six goals. Sabres, four goals, 46 shots. So we we actually over more than doubled them. Um, so they honestly they honestly played pretty well in this game. But like UPL, I mean, 14 for 20, uh, a 700 save percentage. Uh, power oh, play was 0 for 2. That. Power play 0 for 2. Power play continued to struggle. Penalty kill was 1 for 2. I mean the the. The bright spots on the night were Zach Benson and Krebs. Benson had a goal and an assist, and uh, and Krebs had a goal and an assist. And Benson's goal was right off the the faceoff, just kind of like shot it on net, and I think it went five hole. Maybe took a little yep. deflection, but um, good to see him get on there. And uh, and Krebs finally gets a a goal and an assist. And I, I don't remember the lines for this night, but Krebs was Krebs was playing with shooters, right? He finally actually had some people on his line. I think I, he yeah. had. He had Roseanne on his line, I think, and another. I think it might have been a Poso, because that's the line they rolled last night too. I think, but at least I think he gets he gets on the scoreboard. He gets the assist, and and then Darlene and and uh, Paterka scored the other goals. But it's, it's just so frustrating, dude. Like they they should have won. The, they could have won this game. Like I think they're a better team than St. St. Louis, at least on paper. But they're just so fragile, and I mean this was a theme throughout the whole week. Where like they let in goals early and then they let in more goals and it's like, dude, like pull your shit, like get your shit together. It, it's like shit is rolling downhill immediately. Like, I'm I'm starting to text I'm starting to text you and like my other like people I talk about hockey with and I'm like, all right, you know, five bucks the team other team scores like within the first two minutes and it's like it happens every time. It's insane. Yeah, it's almost a given at this point. And, and when we when we talk about the discussion points later, I'm sure we'll get into more of like who's to blame, you know, with that. But it is, I mean, it's a theme through all of these games. Like literally all four games we're about to talk about, 
that happens. What do you think about – I'm interested to see what you think about this. What do you think about Samuelson getting 20 minutes of ice time in this game and Ryan Johnson only getting 10? They're playing Sammy way too much. Like, he's clearly going – like, I mean, this whole week, this whole season really, he's been one of our worst defensemen, and we're playing him with Darlene, our best defenseman. So – He's just playing entirely too much, but there's not really anything else we can do unless we play, you know, unless we try like John or uh, Darlene Yokiharu and then like maybe Power Samuelson or who's also struggling. So <laughs> there's really nowhere for Samuelson to hide right now. It's 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 very frustrating. Like the, the depth is like not not good like at all to like prevent even one guy from having a tough season. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, yeah, and I, I actually, I have a thought we'll, we'll, that I'll, I'll bring up later when we, when we um, go through the discussion points a little bit more. We talked about Samuelson and his struggles last episode, so we don't need to dive too much into that uh, today. Ryan but, Johnson should get more ice time. Let me just say he should get more ice time, and he should not be being scratched. Yeah, he should, he should be getting more than than ten minutes of ice time, and should most certainly not be getting scratched. Um, all right, so then we we go from a a six four loss in St. Louis to. A six-two loss in Carolina, and we get this so is it, the worst loss in the league, or the, this, the worst loss of our season of the year. Yeah, it it was absolutely terrible. I mean, this game was like I I don't even I wanted to watch gouge my eyes out just watching. It. I'm like, how, I, I this was one of those games where you're just like you're if if you kept it on the whole game, you're just like what I was doing, just hate watching, and you're just like I just honestly want to see them too. just I just I'm just hate watching. I just want to see them get annihilated and just like it totally embarrassed. Yeah, I was doing the same thing. I was like, oh, every time, like, Ajo had a breakaway, I'm like, come on, fucking bury it. Let's go. And it, it's so sad that we're at this point, bro. Sad. I mean, Carolina always destroys us. But, I mean, listen to these numbers again. Down 2 nothing after the first. Down 5 nothing after the second. 5 nothing. We're outshot 37 to 22. Power play, 0 for 5. 0 for 5 on the power play. And we were 0 for 2 on the penalty kill. Absolutely nothing went right in this game. Just an absolute, absolute shit show. There's really not much else to say about it. I mean, I, I could, I mentally blocked this out from my memory until we're like kind of rehashing it now. I couldn't tell you who played in goal. Was that the back? To, no, that was not the back to back because the back to back was Carolina Nashville. So this yeah, was the back to back was the weekend. This this was a UPL game or a Comrie game? UPL game, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure UPL was in that. They were just from the opening. I do remember now that we're talking about it. Opening face-off, like they were just all over us. Like there was a period where we couldn't even move the puck out of the zone. I mean, that's been a, a, a theme where we can't, we can't even have a, a controlled entry. Or oh a yeah. Controlled exit. Nope. It's 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 either we get the puck, there's nowhere to pass to, and our defenseman has to do that little flip play, and try to win a try to win a one-on-one battle that we won't win, and we're just kind of doing that over and over again. Yeah, they're playing this dump and chase game. There's absolutely no resemblance of of last season where they're actually carrying the puck through the neutral zone, stringing together passes. I mean, we we have such a hard time getting the puck out of our zone with any type of like fluidity and just like the 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 transition from like our back end up the ice is so poor. It's like we were talking about this last night. There's no, there's absolutely no awareness of where each other is. It's like if, if so, like it's like the guys getting the puck, whoever that first man back on D is, whether it's Power, Downing, Samuelson, they're turning around and like they have absolutely no. And you watch these other teams. Carolina did it a bunch. Like 
they're almost throwing no look passes. Like they just know where the other person is. Like it's yep. there's a, there's a game plan. There there's there's unity going up the ice with us. It's just nothing. It's like there's you're you're turning around and you're just praying that you can string one pass and then just dump it in and then and then maybe win a puck battle. That's it. And it's not really like I, I guess it is related to this game because it's related to every single game. But our defensemen, I am terrified when when Eric or when Eric Johnson, for instance, or a Samuelson or a power lately or a Clifton the most the Clifton is the most my heart stops when he's got his back to the play like if he's going back to the puck and he's got a four checker my heart is stopping because I know it's a giveaway what it's a hundred percent giveaway like he's there they all make way too long to make a decision or they make a decision and it's just on the tape of the other team like it's it's very poor it's it's honestly the worst we've seen in years it's bad it's bad and I mean, I'm I'm with you with Clifton. Like, I mean, for for someone making three point three, like he's absolutely brutal. Like, and it's funny too because when we signed him, like all the all the Bruins fans were like, "Oh, what a good signing by the Sabers! Like, they got a they got an absolute dog and stuff." It's like, well, that's because Boston was actually using him the right way, and, yeah. and we're we're not, and and we're overpaying for him. But I mean, to be honest, dude, like, I'm not about to just like get on own power, but like. I have lost a ton of faith right now in power. Like he looks noticeably regressed these last like few weeks when we defended him, you know, a handful of, of shows ago. And I think that was warranted early on in the season because it wasn't as bad early on in the season, but like compared to last year, I mean, he's noticeably just like more skittish with the puck. He, he do, you can tell he doesn't want to get hit and teams are hitting him and focusing on that. And I, I have absolutely not been impressed with, with power. And I know it's only year two, but as is the case with our entire team and a lot of players, I mean, there's not improvements, there's regressions. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, it's the sophomore slump and and it's, it kind of can be expected, but his game right now is just not where it needs to be. And I think that's because we don't have, another veteran guy to play with him to calm him down like yes Henry Yoki Haru no offense to Henry Yoki Haru I think he's honestly been our second best defenseman like if you take the whole season into account I think he's been our second best defenseman behind Nalin but he's not he's not like that calming like defensive rock that Owen Power needs right now Owen well that's Powell, Eric Johnson he's fucking terrible <laughs> he can't be like you can't so Powers game, like I kind of expect him to be bad defensively, and like yes, he's getting worked on the walls, and his awareness is poor. But man, he's fucking twenty years old. He's twenty, so like they're really just doing him a disservice. And but I will say, when he does get the puck and moves it to the neutral zone, and he's pretty fucking good at that. It's just you know, behind the red line, he's just absolutely just getting worked over by these men. And it's I mean, there's really just nothing I can even say about it because it's. It's just really hard to watch. It sucks. Yeah, I have a really hard time. Like I am just like just like how I felt with Dorsey. Like I am not- notably like a coach hater and like but like when when there's guys that are struggling with confidence and just like making dumb plays and I'm seeing all this regression, I'm 100% point to the coach. Like I get the players take accountability, but like I don't know, man. Like he, he was so good last year. He was so good last year. And it's like, at the end of the day, I just feel like this isn't neuroscience. Like these, they're not doctors. They're not performing surgery. Like you're, 
you're literally playing a game like like hockey is is hockey like i know it's instinctive and you got to have skill and whatnot these guys do they're the best players in in the world and then they're getting paid a ton of money it's like when you're going out there and your game is being ruined and you're and you have the yips because of like lack of confidence it's just like that's got to be something systemically or that's i mean that's coming from up top you don't just you don't just lose that honestly like i I just don't think he I just don't think he's he's slumped from like year one to year two just because that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, it just looks way it just looks so bad that like his mind is not right, and it just goes back to what we've talked about, you know, privately and and on here. Like, who is our leader? Our leader is our worst forward, probably one of the worst forwards in the league, and a thirty-six-year-old defenseman <clears throat> that should not be playing every night and is bad like those are our leaders dude there is no leadership like they're not if i i got kind of blasted for this on social media a little while ago because i said like if i'm dylan cousins and i'm 22 years old do you really think that i'm gonna listen to kyle Oposo? like not this version of kyle Oposo. i mean i get he's a respected veteran but like you need your leader to be the one that's driving the bus and Oposo is you know not like he can't he can't do that anymore and he he's just not at that level so really there's yeah. just no guidance on this team and that they i feel like they're missing that a lot yeah it is kind of hard when like like well i i mean i, I get exactly what you're saying because it's like oh like if you're again these the, our team is so young and if some if if a post is telling you it's like oh you got to do this this and this it's like dude you can't do that and it's right. like, what's opposed going to say? Oh, look at my tape from ten years ago. Like, like, no, it's not applicable. Like, so I mean, I totally get what you're saying there. And I mean, that's got to be Darlene, right? I mean, if Darlene's going to be does. the next, so I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about the next game, the Nashville game. Well, hang on, real quick before we go on to Nashville, um, I wanted to just—it uh, was Comrie and Net in this game. It was okay. Yeah, because okay. he was—he so had an incredible eight thirty-eight save percentage because he's just been on <laughs> fucking fire lately. So. Dude, he is super bad. We can get into it when we talk about Detroit, but he is <laughs> fucking goddamn it, dude. Kevin Adams really fucked us this year. He really fucked us. Someone out there has to has to keep a counter on this episode, like how many times we just say the word bad, because <laughs> it's just going to be a lot. <laughs> what, my buddy, I don't remember who I was talking to. I think it might have been my, my friend Randy, but he was like... Once you guys get, like, the setup going and you, like, understand production a little bit more, you can do, like, little counters in the corner and stuff like that for, like, the people that are watching the video and stuff. Oh, but, yeah. And, like, no, no. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Randy. Maybe it was someone else. But, like, they were – someone I was talking to – oh, no, it was my friend Ryan. Okay. He was telling me about how we were talking about the Benson goal. And he's a very casual, like, hockey fan, which is, like, totally fine. But he was like, oh, I missed the goal. And you guys were talking about it. I went, like, it made me go look for it. And I was watching on the video. So it would have been sick if you could have, like, edited it in there. And I didn't even think of that. So that yeah. might be something in the future, you know? Yeah. I mean, if there's someone listening and you want to be our tech guy, just let us know. Like, it's yeah, totally, yeah, it's totally just like, a, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a free gig. Like, you'll make, you'll make no money. But I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, so then, uh, yeah, we'll get into to Nashville here. I mean, this was also just a brutal game, just another game. I mean, you can see the trends here, right? I mean, we, we somehow scored four against St. Louis, but that game was kind of wide open. They actually played good, but, like, two goals. We scored so many two-goal games lately, and this is a 2-1 loss in Nashville. 
again, down 2 nothing after the first 11 minutes. So, I mean, right there, you scored one goal in the game. So, essentially, this game was over after 11 minutes. But you played a good goalie. I mean, you played one of the best goalies in the league. And, yeah, and Nashville. Saros, in, during this game, Dylan Cousins was an animal. Like, finally, finally, for the first time this year, like, Cousins really, really, like, put two hands in a stick, put his head down, and fucking bullied the Nashville Predators. I think he might have had, like, six or seven, like, fantastic chances and got stoned by UC Saros, and that's the difference between having, like, an elite goalie and having the tandem that we have. So another one of those. We, we, we should be at – we should have been two and two this week, honestly. Or maybe even three and two or three and one. But well, this we, was – this was the game after, obviously, that embarrassing loss to Carolina that Cousins called everyone out saying that they're a soft team and that they get bullied on the ice and things and that they need to play with a little bit more FU in their game. Yep. And so, like, I mean, he kind of needed to to have that performance because you, you can't just say that and then not come out. But, I mean, to his credit, like you said, he backed it up. Seven shots on goal for Cousins in this he game. Was, like he, there was I, – I can remember, like, a significant chance in front of the net where Saros was on his stomach and, like, just robbed him with the pad, and he, like, looked to the sky, and it's like, that was the day he just couldn't buy a goal. But credit to him for taking it to him, though, honestly. That's the Dylan Cousins I want to see. Yeah, I mean, that's that, I mean, that's, that was, that was his brand when he got, when he got called up, you know, and, and he, now he makes all this money, so I know there's pressure to, you know, get your counting statistics and things on there, but, like, if he, all these kids, like, if you just play your game, and you don't worry about that. Like, I know there's expectations, but, like, Cousins like, look, dude, like, go out there and get in a fight. Like, be that guy for us. Like, that's okay. Like, when we – like, I don't I don't know. It's just – to me, it's just, like, if – what is your identity? Let's not try and change it too much. Like, play within yourself. And then all that stuff kind of sorts itself out. We can't have this terrible puck luck for an entire season. The puck luck right now has been absolutely brutal. I know. I was going to – I. I was going to try and see, like, check what their PDO is, which is, like, basically tells you, like, how lucky you're getting. I We've got to be at, like, the bottom of the league. We have to be. Because we, we just, we're just not scoring anymore. We're not even generating chances. So, it, <laughs> when we do, they don't go in. Saros had a 971 <clears throat> save percentage in this game, and Vic scored on the, the – I mean, his, his uh, shootout – or not shootout, his um, penalty shot was actually kind of sick. Yeah, it was a nice goal. I mean, it was like Datsuk, like Pavel Datsuk, 2007-ass goal. It was sick. I mean, was this – so this was the game where uh, Dalin shrugged off a guy and then fired – like did the little like home run pass to, and, and Vic got like the breakaway and, and scored the goal. So yep. pretty good, pretty good moment there for, for them too. Vic Olsen has been one of our, our better forwards lately, which yeah. is sad to say. After all the shitting on him that everyone has been doing for the last year, like good for him and maybe he gets paid somewhere after the season. Like maybe not paid paid, but – he should still be in the NHL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, yeah. He's been fine. He hasn't. He certainly hasn't been uh, a liability out there. I mean, not not any more than every every other person on the team. Uh, so yeah. I mean, whatever. It's it's been it's been fine. And then uh, and so this was at home, and of course they always they always suck at home, and then they sucked again two days later, a four three loss against Detroit. I mean, down two nothing after the first eight minutes, just another like terrible start. So it, it was so bad that Bucigras in the second period, and I had to put this in there because it was just like a yikes moment. 
quote says it's men amongst boys tonight. Like, and, and the, and the, and the broadcast was just like, they were kind of ripping Buffalo the whole time. Just like saying how shitty they've been playing stuff. And I was, I, I mean, I, that's the truth. So whatever. But yeah, I mean, when he said that quote is men amongst boys tonight, I was like, what a fucking embarrassment. Like this is how we're viewed around the league. On and national like, TV. On national TV. And you, and you know, damn well, like if spectator, if like, if just like, broadcasters and spectators are thinking that like I can only imagine what actually what actual NHLers are saying about the Buffalo Sabres and the organization. Oh. Okay, so I, I did a little bit of digging after this game because honestly this game broke me. This game I hate the Detroit Red Wings. I can't fucking stand them. I can't stand the I Steve Iserman. I can't stand the Iser plan. I can't stand Dylan Larkin even though, you know, saw some prayers to like his him and his wife, they just lost their baby girl like a stillborn baby and that really hits home for me and it's just awful 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 you never want to see that but he's he came back to the team last week and he's been playing his dick off so fuck man he said after the game it was him he had an interview and then i think it might have been jake wallman the defenseman and they talked about how last year the sabers dunked on the red wings four times we dominated them they were our little brother so much so that Steve Eiserman came out and said that the Red, that the Sabers and the Senators are ahead of are ahead of us at the at this point in the rebuild. Well, here comes this game, and Dylan Larkin said after the game that he told the boys, "Listen, they fucked us up four times last week last year. We got to take it to them. We're the better team this year. We're third in the Atlantic, and they came out and they dominated us. They were faster. They moved pucks quicker." <laughs> They, they, it looked like they had something to play for, and it looked like the Sabres were quitting. That's how bad it was. I thought, I honestly thought that we were playing to get Don Granato fired last night. Dude, I kind of got chills, man. You just, you just went, you just went in, you just, you just dummied the Sabres. That was great. It pisses me off, man. It, 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 this game specifically broke me because of how passionate I am that I fucking can't stand this franchise. And that was the team that, like, just dog walked us. Well, there goes our Red Wings uh, interview. <laughs> a couple of weeks. No, no, we're talking to them because I don't like I don't like the Red Wings, but it's fine because you got to respect what they're doing right now. You got to respect them. Well, that's so that's the thing. Like that's why in in uh, hopefully a little spoiler to to uh, fans listening, where I actually chatted with a Red Wings show, and uh, we're gonna do an interview with them sometime in the near future. And I'm I'm kind of excited to do it just for the fact that like we can actually listen to as much as we hate them. Like, well, what did their actual, what, like, what did their GM do that ours didn't like you went out and did this. And obviously we know the moves that were made, but like this, the proof is in the pudding there. I mean, if you go out and, and actually make tangible efforts to, to improve your team, well, there it is. I mean, they're, they're, they're clearly, clearly ahead of us now. And just going back to your Dylan Larkin uh, point in the interview, Dude, I texted you after I texted you immediately after that interview and I was like, dude, I don't really like Dylan Larkin either, but like this interview was great. Just like spoken just like like the demeanor was so calm after the big win and just like just like a true leader and clearly he got his his team ready to go for that game and he got hurt like in the third and then he like came back and eventually put it away like with the empty netter so like that's that's the kind of leader that that you want. And I'm not saying a post on these guys aren't leaders, but I, I mean, I think that the whole art, the whole, the Sabres as a whole, just lack leadership from the top to bottom. But it was clear see, seeing the game, watching the game, and then seeing just the differences in 
how the the Red Wings carried themselves. I mean, they were laughing at us out on the ice. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was men amongst boys. It, it was, it was truly, it was a stark difference, and it was jarring to see. In, in the third period, I, I I think they let up a little bit, and that's what kind of rallied like rallied us. Like the demeanor of our team is crazy. Like we scored the that first finally we got on the board, we scored. Right after that, we started fucking taking it to them. Like. I, I don't get how this team can play so bad. So many bad things happen, and, and it rolls downhill. And then they get one thing to go their way, and they just start popping off. Jeff Skinner last night was terrible. Terrible for two periods in a row. And then the third period, he was a man possessed. He was insane, specifically. Benson was a dog all night. Darlene had a horrible giveaway in the first minute horrible tries to go through the middle and he's lucky that we didn't get scored on there and then in the third period he was unbelievable like i this team's mentality is so fragile i think don granado actually said which is insane for a coach to say in the media that his team is fragile like use that word specifically like it's the truth but like you're supposed to protect these guys like i as a fan love that he said that they're fragile and I've been on Don a lot because I don't think he's the right coach. And I, I really think he should be fired. But as a player, I'd be fucking furious with my coach if, he's, if he went out in the media and said that. So <laughs> I I don't think they're playing for him. I think they're playing for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's not, not a way to uh, to take carry out the season. No, they're they're 100% not playing for him. They're, they're 100% not playing for each other. Uh, I mean, they, they got to know that there's there's a lack of accountability and Don lately I mean he's been he's been floundering in these press conferences because the questions have actually been picking up in intensity we just talked about this a month ago I went on my rant about how like Don gets coddled in the media and now he's starting to get these hard questions and he's fucking up he is he is saying shit that's true like you said that these players are aren't playing good and even just today I was listening to him talk uh, earlier and, and he was he was asked about cousins and he basically said yeah cousins hasn't hasn't been playing good and, and we need him to get back to his game and he said about and I'm like he's legit just like calling out his players in the media like I don't even think he knows he's doing it but like as a player when you watch it back you're like this sounds so bad and it's like clearly this guy is like frustrated and now he's starting to hear these hard questions and he he he's he doesn't know how to respond and that's gonna I mean that could have devastating effects that can snowball even more I already don't think the players take him serious enough, but he is, uh, he's definitely starting to just yammer a little bit in these press conferences and everyone's sick of hearing the same exact things. Well, I got to tell you, I'm just, I know it's just looking it up cause I tweeted about it yesterday, but <laughs> I can tell you this guy has no answers. He's out of answers. I'm not sure what the question was, but he was asked something about better starts and stuff. And he said, uh, quote unquote, so this is like a uh, Brian Cozio from WGR actually tweeted this out. He said, Granado says they open up all options for game day routines and what to do to get better results to start games. What are you even fucking saying? What are you saying? What does that mean, dude? What does that mean? Like, you're the coach. You're the coach. Get these guys ready to fucking play. Like, what are you saying? You're not saying anything of relevance, dude. You're not. No. You're selling no. a fucking idiot. Well, just like you, just like when they when he said that they're gonna start watching tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking wow! 
Finally, you're going to sit him down and watch some tape. Finally. You should have sat him down and watched tape fucking two weeks ago when Jeff Skinner was controller died and he's skating through the middle of the fucking zone as Boston scores on us and he's doing nothing. Like, I guarantee you, they do not get sat down. They do not. You think fucking no. Jason, you think Matt Ellis or Jason Christie is sitting down with these guys in the room and telling Jeff Skinner, oh, you got to be better here. No, like, no, they're not. They're clearly not. Like, they are not learning anymore. Like, they're not <laughs> learning. They're no. doing the same shit every single day. It's crazy. The mistakes are all the same. There's no leadership and no learning. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely brutal. And and you and you see, like you even see like the videos they post about practices and stuff. And it's like there's no there's no intensity. I mean, there's and I don't I know we don't see all of it, but like, do you same to your point? Like, do you, can you imagine these coaches like actually like? yelling at these players during practice or like leaning into them or like, and I'm not saying that's needed a hundred percent of the time, but like as a coach or an assistant coach, bench coach, whatever, you need to know when you got to turn it on and when not to great example last year. Uh, what's, what's Florida's coach again? What's his name? Um, the Panthers. Why is, my, why is my name? Why am I drawing a blank at the Florida coach? Okay. Well, anyways, it, it'll come to us eventually. We can, I, I can look it up too, but like, so like they were, fringe this was like two two thirds way you already know what i'm gonna say I'm, I'm sure this is like two thirds of the way through the season they were a fringe playoff team and there's videos of him flipping the fuck out on the bench yelling at his guys calling him i i think he's like i mean he's he's berating his players and i'm like could you ever see don doing that and it's not that he has to do it all the all the time but it's the right lever at the right time that he's pulling and after that they went on a – I mean, look what happened. They they go on this run, and that's what that's what he needed to do. Don, situationally, he doesn't – he's not going to know when to pull this lever and when to pull this lever. It's just the same, the same bullshit spiel the whole time. And, like, when you go in after the first period and, you, and you're – what's – I, I can tell you, this this is probably the, the talk. All right, guys. Uh, 20 minutes. We didn't have it. We didn't have it. Uh, we got to pick up the effort. Let's uh, let's get to our game out there, okay? Uh, dump and chase. Let's beat them to the pucks. Let's be strong on the wall. Uh, let's let's connect on some passes. And hey, ultimately, shoot the puck on the net. Let's throw some pucks at the net. Okay, this is what we got to do. Uh, you can play that on repeat on a loop. That's probably every intermission. He doesn't know what to do. Can, I, uh, can we hire you as coach of the Buffalo Sabers? <laughs> oh my God, I can just imagine. And uh, the players at this point are just eye rolling. I'm sure. And it sucks. I think Don is a smart coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think his message has gone stale. And when your message has gone stale, it's very obvious. And so the coach you were looking for was Paul Maurice. I can't believe I forgot that his name oh, is Paul yeah. Maurice in Florida. Yeah. And I, now that you're, like, talking about it, I remember he literally is on the bench and he's like, you guys are playing like bitches. I think he said, <laughs> like, that's what he said. That's what he said. That would fire me the fuck up. And I've never seen Granado lay into his players like that. Like, ever. No. Not that you have to because it's not like the 90s anymore or the 2000s. No. But man, not going to lie, dude. These are hockey players. Hockey players kind of require, like, that kind of, like, teaching. Like, John yeah. Tortorella. John Tortorella lays into his guys, but then he will he will praise them in the next sentence. Yes. Like, Tortorella, he will, like, what do you say this week? Oh, you know, we won. They got shit on, I think, by a team. Like they won the game, but they they were like dominated for the whole t whole game. Like somehow they won, 
And he was asked, like, how did your team win the game? And he said, oh, our guys got balls. Mm-hmm. I want to hear that from our coach. I want to hear that. Like, why is it so hard to, to, to press the right lever or press the right button at the, at the right time? It's, it's just not working. Yeah, it doesn't have to be – like, John Cooper's another example. Like, you don't think John Cooper ever, like, yells at his players? And, like – and he's – and in Tampa, I mean, they're one of the older teams in the league. Those, he's literally coaching grown men. But, like, yeah. do you think a grown man – is just going to listen to, like, some bullshit spiel. Like, no, like, sometimes you just need to, like, man-to-man, we're going to have this talk, and that's going to – I mean, that strengthens bonds. That earns mutual respect. Hey, I'm going to I'm gonna fight for this guy. I'm going to go to war for this guy. Like, like that's the kind of – that's the kind of coach you want. You need an absolute dog. Like, it's it's just not – it's just not in the cards right now with yeah, Donnie. Yeah, like – as like like as Neanderthal and like you know nineties two thousands, that sounds, I, I still think that's needed today. Like, th- at the end of the day, like I know like the young hockey player is different than the young hockey player was, you know when I was maybe like a kid playing. But like, you just this is a sport where like you need to get yelled at. Like I don't I don't know really how to explain it, but like, you kind of just need that kick in the dick sometimes to like all right I gotta fight you. I'm letting my team down. I gotta fire myself up for the boys, and if your coach is laying into you, you you want to sell, you want to tell your coach, you know, hey, fuck you, I'm gonna go do the thing. Like I think that I think Darwin has that a lot, where like if he plays like shit, like I, he internalizes that. But <laughs> Don should be like, hey, you're our best fucking player, why don't you fucking make a play? Like he shouldn't, he needs to like get on him for that kind of thing, and and uh, instead of him just taking it on himself to like you know fire himself up, I I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, and so another example, I just thought of this now, uh, in the Carolina game, the whatever penalty it was that they called against, and Brindamore went oh, was, absolutely yeah. nuts. freaking out. And you think with the, the – the, especially the Sabres, with their penalty discrepancy, like you think Don would start freaking out on these officials once in a while and just saying like, hey, boys, I got your backs. Like we're kind of getting screwed tonight. And like I know they show them yelling once in a while, but like I just – like there's just got to be – some passion there. And, and, and as far as like communication with the players go, like you're saying, like, it's not, it's not coddling. It's not enabling. It's just like, Hey, like, this is what we need. And it's holding you accountable. It's like, at the end of the day, like go out, play your game. And we got this system, but like, if we're not doing what we need to do, we're going to like, we got to hold you accountable. Well, okay. So the other day, let's back to Tortorella. I just love what uh, Tortorella is doing with the flyers. Like, even though they don't have like the best skilled team, they're still like, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Like they're going to come back down to earth. But like what they're doing has been great. And Joel Dude, before Barry, Torch had all these great, um, had all these great uh, points in the like in the in his uh, recent games. Like we were mentioned that on here. We we said that literally a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. do you think Tortorella would like the team would be performing like this with a coach like that? Like, no. Like, dude. So the other day, uh, first minute of the game, Joel Faraby, uh, who I want the Sabres to trade because I love Joel Faraby, great player. Uh, trade four. He turned the puck over, and he did not play a single shift for the rest of the game. Did not play a single shift for the rest of the game. And after the game, they asked him, like, hey, why why didn't Joel play? And he said he didn't listen to me. So he sat. We never sit, guys. And, like, you know, people get on – this this t- talking point kind of, like, crosses over to football for me because when Twitter will fucking go insane <coughs> when, like, James Cook will get sat because he fumbles the ball or drops the ball. And it's like he's just holding him accountable for making a mistake. Like, you know, sometimes you kind of need to do that, and, and Don does none of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it depends on who the, the player is too, you know, like, I mean, if it's, it, it, situations matter, like we said, all this matters. Like if it's a, if it's a three, two game and it's Tage, like maybe you're not doing it yeah, then because we need firepower, but like, but like, again, like it, that's, that's just the, the situational aware, situational awareness we're talking about where it's like, if, if it's, if it's something that realistically could happen and isn't going to like hurt the team, like the players all understand that and know. And what yeah. do you think Tage is going to, like, what do you think these players are going to do? They're going to go home and say, oh, like, you know what? I really fucked up tonight. Like, I got to get my shit together. Like, well, speaking of Tage, can you believe he came back already for the, he played in the, in the uh, Detroit game? Yeah. I, I, That's I mean, a positive, right. That's a positive. It's, it's a total positive. I thought he looked pretty damn good too. Like for, for not, I mean, he, he ripped a couple shots. He, he had one, he had one mishandle with a stick, but like, other than that, like, I mean, I thought he played pretty good. So you're not like a bone guy, right? You're just, you just do like, you know, muscle for work. No, we could do it all. So like, I was thinking, um, he definitely like broke something in his wrist. Like, I think that's clear. Like he broke one of the bones. Are there like bones in the wrist that heal quicker than others? No, but bone. I mean, every it's. I mean, everyone's healing rate is going to be different. It depends on a lot of factors. It depends on like your age. It depends on like your activity level, your fitness level. It depends on comorbidities. Like if you have something that could delay healing, like diabetes or rheumatoid arthritis. Like there's a lot of things that go into that. I mean, these young kids are all professional athletes, and then you got to think bone is one of the few tissues in the body that's pretty much going to regenerate to like where it was before and it gets it's very vascularized so it gets a ton of blood so like <laughs> what a word yeah oh yeah i'm you're in this podcast this is my world right here so like the bone can heal very quickly because it gets a lot of blood flow it's getting a lot of nourishment so i mean if if he's i mean if, if he you know did what he needed to do and and I, we don't again we don't know the severity of it and things but um i mean I, i'm not totally surprised that he's back somewhat quicker and i mean let's be honest like i mean it's not like it's not like he could he he had all the time to wait like this the the sabers didn't do him any any favors by playing good and, and letting him re, well, rehab for another couple of weeks and then tuck got injured so i bet he was like well fuck you know our, our second best forward is out and i gotta make i gotta come back i bet you i bet you like under like his glove i bet you there's kind of like a, an extra padding you know yeah to protect. but he besides that i wouldn't I be mean, surprised he looked he looked really good like he like he had like basic i haven't played hockey in two in three weeks rust you know controlling the puck at points but other points he just looked like regular old tate Tay thompson and if the savers are gonna do it if they're gonna defy like all of us being so down and negative, it's going to be on the back of Tage Thompson. So it's nice to have him back. That's like the one positive that I can say. Yeah. I mean, it just felt good having him back. Like the Sabres and Tage are just like, they're, they're a pair now. And it's just like, just like Don Lean, like you have those couple guys where just like, even though things aren't going the right way, just like just having him back is is huge is huge and uh and so it is it is good to have him back and i think a little quicker than a lot of us maybe anticipated by like a couple weeks but uh yeah i'm really really glad that uh that he's back and with the the pk falling apart somewhat it's uh i mean he's much needed because he does a lot for the team other than just score so yeah and you know speaking of the pk sabers made a trade today Uh, oh boy 
the Sabres sent a conditional seventh-round pick to Columbus for forward Eric Robinson, who has played nine games this year and has been in the AHL for most of the season, but he was on the NHL roster last year. Honestly, he's fast as fuck. Like, he is probably one of the fastest skaters in the game, and he's big, and he will kill penalties. Like, I, I bet you that we're going to get some bad news on Gergensen's tomorrow. Like, you know, he'll be gone for, like, weeks or months, and this was his replacement. Which leads me to my next point. Like, it's totally fine. Like, it's whatever. Like, you know, it's just a fourth liner. Like, who cares? Like, we kind of need that, like, role. And it's not, it's not, like, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm more upset that they prioritize, like, this specific type of player before a guy that could, like, actually play big minutes and make an impact. Like who? Anybody. Go get me a fucking... Any, go get me anyone. Oh, so externally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you were talking about someone on the team that was no, that needed more time. At, well, at, at this point, I mean, what are you going to do? Bring up Yuri Kulik, and he's going to like you know try to find his way in the NHL. Like I know Isaac Rosen has like he looks pretty fucking good now. Like he kind of looks like he's getting his feet wet and is. He had his best game against Detroit, five shots on yeah. goal, and he didn't even have a lot of ice time, and he yeah. he looked more comfortable. He was finding open ice, so yeah. Yeah, so that's that's another positive there. Where like you know if this kid can like you know find his way, that that's great. That's another guy we can like you know shuffle off the lineup a little bit more and, and play with the skill guys because I think he has it. I think he's more ready than Kulik personally. That's yeah. kind of like a minority opinion, but I just every time I watch him, I'm I'm very impressed. But. Besides that, man, they gotta they gotta go out like like I know it's not gonna happen now and it should have happened in the summer, but Kevin Adams really failed this team by not like replacing Jack Quinn's spot and like we're he's not coming back until like later this month or Jan or J- even January, and you just punted the whole season without getting a replacement for he's a sophomore too. It's not even like it's not even like you could have expected to come out and like you know mirror how good JJ Paterka has been, who has been un- unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But he's also just a kid, man. He's just a kid. We don't have anybody that's older. Like, put an older guy, like, not even an old guy, but, like, a find someone. Guys get traded in this league all the time. Find someone that you can put on the second line, and, like, you put him out for the extra attacker. Like, why does it have to be, like, a young guy? Like, why? This is the only team in the league where I feel like we're giving so much opportunity to the young guys, but not, like, not, like guiding them through it, you know? Yeah, and like we've talked about before, it's like it just like you don't win a Stanley Cup. Like you need young pieces, yes, you need young talent, but you don't win a Stanley Cup with uh, an age twenty one roster. Like you just you just you just don't do it. It just doesn't happen. Bodies break down. These guys don't have the experience. And I mean, we've said it before too that Kevin Adams obviously didn't bring in pieces. And and here's the thing. Last year, last offseason, was the perfect season to do it. There was reports after the year that players were taking Buffalo off their no-trade list, and this was yep. the first year in a while people were okay coming here. Do you – I mean, those no-trade lists, boop, Buffalo's right back on them because dude, who the fuck dude, wants to come here now? If I have a seven-team no-trade, it's all six Canada teams and Buffalo, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I guarantee yep. you that's how it is right now. Yeah, Even, and Arizona, so, even Arizona looks fun. And you're playing at Arizona State where, like, oh, my God, you step out and there's just women everywhere. Like, people are going to go on to play in Arizona State. Yep. People no, are gonna, and, yeah. gonna come, and they're winning. And they're fun. They just fucking destroyed the Capitals the other day. They had six goals on five shots. Yep. You, you, had, the, you had the window 
you had the window and you had the pieces. You had the pieces. You did your job when nobody wanted to come here of building the team how you needed to through the draft and acquiring draft picks and, and getting getting capital and getting assets. And then you finally, you had the year that you had where all these guys had career years. And again, there's all these reports. There's all this 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 wind, this momentum for Buffalo. Positive, positive momentum. Positive momentum for Buffalo. And you do nothing. And you do nothing. And it's it's extremely frustrating because now if you go out and you don't turn this thing around this year, like I said, who is wanting to come here? Nobody. Nobody's wanting to come here. And if they do, it's because you're paying them an, an absolutely absurd amount of money. Okay. I have it right here. Since the Eichel trade, Kevin Adams has brought in these players. And you and you tell me, you tell me how, like, on a, you know, A to, a to F scale where this flies for you. Like, outside the organization, veteran players, these are the guys that he's brought in. All right. Jordan Greenway, Riley Stillman. Eric Johnson, Connor Clifton, Eric Comrie, Tyson Jost, Ilya Labushkin, Eric Robinson. Those are the veterans he's brought in. All right, go go through them real quick. I'll just give you a real quick A to A to F grade. Okay, Greenway, Stillman. Wait, 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 wait you gotta get, like, okay. like, all right, you say the name and then I say my grade. Oh, okay, okay. Greenway. <laughs> B. Stillman. I mean, he's, he's in a fucking NHL. So, like, let's count. give that. I mean, let's be honest. Let's give that an F. Johnson. Eric Johnson. Yeah. Oh, fucking F. <laughs> Cl- Clifton. D. Comrie. Oh, F. F. Jost. C. Labushkin. He was terrible. Let's just say C because he was C was he was kind of, he was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, once his fucking foot was stopped being broken, he was fun, but he was terrible. Yeah, no, but real, yeah, realistically a D, but I give him a C because he scored that overtime winner. <laughs> that does count as a full letter grade. <laughs> then Eric Robinson, who's obviously TBD, but dude, those yeah. are z- zero zero impact players. Like, what are we even doing here, dude? Mm-mm. What are we doing? No impact at all. That's not even a, like a third liner in that group. Those are all like six, seven defensemen or fourth liners. Like I maybe, maybe, <coughs> maybe Greenway you can stick in there because he's been pretty good. But lately he's he's got like what two goals in twenty games, so he's not he hasn't been very good. Here's a better one for you too. So that I mean, those are all great points. Like I appreciate you um, bringing that to the table here. Just uh, great content. But here's another one. You had a player this year. You had a player in Matt Savoy that could have been a thing. You, like I, again, we don't know what happened here, but you let him play for four minutes. You want to know what he's doing down in Wenatchee? He's Ten games played. Ten games played. Twenty-three points. The man's got eleven goals and twelve assists. Yeah, what you know. We, we, said we don't need. We don't need those goals. We don't need that. We don't need that offense up in Buffalo. Like let's yeah. let's give him one game for four minutes and then let's send him away. Like another yeah. just fantastic move by this that by this team. Yeah, I mean, that's another child, though. That's another 19-year-old. So, like, really, what are we – I mean, I get it, Zach Benson. Zach Benson is our best forward. Like, okay. Maybe yeah, but, okay, would you rather have Krebs right now or would you rather have Savoy? True, I know. I know. Byro? I mean, we're fucking around with Byro. Byro I, I texted you last night. I didn't even know Byro was on the ice. Like, that that man, like, I mean, I, I was – I vouched for him earlier in the, in the year. And, like, I mean, this man is just – I mean, he's not – I mean, he's undrafted, so like, I know it's an uphill thing, like, but like, still. 
I mean, for him to even get games is, like, cool for him, but, like, he's, like, right in that group of, like, players that are good, like, decent AHLers that are just, they'll never be full-time NHLers, you know? Yeah. Like, so he's, he's in that group. It's just, like, he's brought in nothing. He has brought in nothing for this team. You can't expect two full years without, like, any significant outside moves to, like, you know, they were at a level of 91 points, and instead of, like, adding to like push that ceiling higher they were just like no that's good this is this is totally good and obviously we're seeing regression because like you said earlier in the pod everybody had a career year yeah but it's not even like so that's the thing you counted on no regression and like everybody just have another career year but like it's not even just statistical regression it's just like legit gameplay just like the gameplay body language too body language everything looks terrible there was a there was a tweet um i forget who it was uh someone in in the saberhood and they were uh <laughs> and they were it was a uh, last game and it was perfect it summed it up perfect it, you probably saw it it was a kid in the, in the stands and it said sabers game plan and it was just doodles all over different <laughs> colors, like, like my daughter did that. it it I was it was it. it was it was it was awesome, and I was like, if fans are starting to bring this type of shit to the stadium, I'm like, this is not good. Here's we're we're approaching here. brown paper bags on the head uh, type. Yeah, we are. Paper. Montreal Montreal is currently ahead of us in the standings. Montreal mm. is ahead of us, dude. So here's here's my next here's my next little talking point. Nothing will ever get done. I was about to say something very bad about Terry Pagula that I will now recant. But nothing will ever get done unless Terry Pagula gets his fucking head out of his ass and does and starts to step up as an owner. There is no accountability or leadership or care from the top down. Honestly, I kind of think like we're cursed because we were bitching about ticket prices like, you know, what, like a month ago or so. And now that the team is going to be bad again, I think you're going to be able to walk into that building for $20. So I guess this is a lot of reaping what we sow. <laughs> hey, Terry, Terry doesn't give a fuck. I don't, I really don't think Terry knew that we played last night. I, I don't think he knew that we played a game last night. There's no getting to him. The bills are a mess. Fucking playing Von Miller after he's accused of domestic violence. That's a fucking joke in itself. <laughs> he does not care about his teams. He should sell the Buffalo Sabres. He should sell the team tomorrow. I'm sick of him. I'm fucking sick of his family. I'm not, I'm not sick of his family. Kim was the best, you know. I think Kim was the glue that was holding things together. At least and for the Sabres. It, it does suck ass that, like, she she fell ill. And, like, I really – no one really knows what her health is like today. And I hope she's doing well because I think she was fantastic. But, man, Terry, he just he just doesn't doesn't know what he's doing. And he has – had probably the worst 10-year run as an owner than than anyone I can think of, honestly. And I got kind of like, you know, I put this in uh, the Discord earlier this week, and I was like, we it, we look like the Oakland Athletics or like the oh, Pittsburgh man. Pirates. Or we look like the Pirates, where, like, the ownership does not give a shit. We currently have $7 million in cap space. And I know the detractors want to say, like, oh, we're going to be paying, like, you know, Cousins deal kicks in next year and like Darlene's deal kick. Okay. That's totally fine. You're going, you want to say that we'll still have like 20 fucking million dollars in cap space. Cause we're losing a Pozo's deal. We're losing Joe's deal. 
We're losing Johnson's deal. Barry Clifton in the fucking minors for all I care. Let him go play in the NHL. <laughs> there is guys make room for for the cap all the time, especially in a league where like nine like sixty percent of the teams are at the top. Those guys are like begging teams. So like here, take my take my decent player and like a pick so that we can have the cap space. Why have we yep. not weaponized any of this? Like why? There, it's been two years where we could have weaponized our cap and like taken a third round pick from someone for like a fuck. I don't even I can't even name a player, but like anybody that can step in here and, and play a role. But we don't do that. We we use well, our money to give nine million dollars to Connor Clifton and and you know we give three million dollars to Eric Johnson to fucking build a sauna for Rasmus Dahlin and do nothing else. <laughs> well, not to mention you're the at. I mean, the advantage of having more cap money is essentially going away because the cap's going up $4 million next year. So, like, any any foreseeable advantage you thought you had over another team, well, they just got another $4 million to oh, spend. So, well, like, don't worry. Don't worry, Matt. Don't worry. We're at, like, what, $76 million right now? Don't worry. We'll be at $76 million next year, too. I guarantee it. <laughs> what guarantee was the quote? You want to laugh? You want to laugh? What was the quote? From this day forward, the, the Buffalo Sabres solely exist to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and what else did that fucker say? It goes, oh, if I, if I want to, you know, have more money to spend, I'll drill another oil well. Okay, bud. Cool. Okay. <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah, not even spending him. the cap. Yeah, fuck this guy. He destroys New York State and, like, gets a, an amazing stadium deal. I am so glad. I am so glad. I heard cost overruns for the stadium are far exceeding what they were planning to budget. Fuck him. He has to spend all of, like, most of his money to, to build this stadium more than he should have. And good. Karma's on you, you little bitch. Karma's on you. <laughs> well, not to mention, like, Sabres fans have been asking for, like, updates to Key Bank. For, like, I mean, the the, oh the, the, God. the scoreboard that we have is brutal. It's like, so not only are you, like, you you want people to come to, the, to attend your games and pay more money, but, like, we're not dumping any of that money clearly into the team or the stadium. It's like, what are what are we paying for? I went to a game earlier this year and I ripped off the fucking armrest to the seat. It was gone. Just ripped it right <laughs> off. Piece of shit. It's a piece of shit stadium. <laughs> it's it's been brutal. So this so I mean honestly like to to kind of wrap all this up. I mean it, it it goes to it speaks to the point like we were saying before. There's a lack of accountability from the highest of the high to to the lowest of the low and it's just yep. a um it's it's they it's dark even- days right now. They can't even just, like, ax one assistant. Just, like, show the team that, like, you're not fucking around. Just, like, go gas Matt Ellis. Like, go replace him as, like, the power play coach. Why is that so hard? The guy was yep. a fucking fourth liner in the NHL. Like, you think he knows what he's talking about, the power play? Like, no. Jesus Christ. Like, what? No. You can't even You can't even just gas one coach? Like, that, I'd love to see. What, what is he paying I him, would like, love... 50K? Nothing. You're paying him nothing to, to coach. Come on. Yes, just save that money, Terry. There you go. More money in your pocket. But I would love to see <coughs> Matt Ellis or even Don. I was so interested last night when they played because it was on a national broadcast, like you said. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, Don's going to get an in-game interview. Let's see what this fucking knucklehead has to say because you guarantee – like, I'm like, I want to see if he actually has a strategical response or if it's just the same bullshit on national TV – well, you know, we just we didn't get to our game in period one there, and we gotta we gotta know, step poor, up to compete. Poor Emily Kaplan having to hear that horrible answer. Like she's one of the 
one of the most amazing women in hockey. Just, you know, I, I love her reporting, and she has to sit there and put that microphone in his face and listen to that gibberish. Jesus Christ. I mean, you, you could tell he had no idea what he was talking about. And you know he ended it with, we just got to get shots to the net. That's all. We just got to get some shots to the net. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Could, there was uh, I could, I, so here's, where do we go from where do we go from here? All right, so I, I, I have a couple other things. So I, I posted this on Twitter and I'd like to know what you think. And again, I think this just this just speaks to the accountability of it all. And um Jay Jay Woodcroft got fired. Yep. Whatever it was a month ago. All right. You wanna you wanna know his and, and granted the, the Oilers were off to a, a horrid start. But Jay Woodcroft's it record. Fault. It wasn't even his fault. It was the goalie's fault. It, yeah, <clears throat> exactly. There was there was there was extenuating circumstances. But this this would tie this exactly relates to our situation. Jay Woodcroft as a head coach with the Oilers, 79, 41, and 13. Pretty yep. damn good. I, I believe he is the correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to say he was like their best coach ever. And as far as like percentage goes, granted, it's a short, yeah, shorter. He, I think he, he was like the fastest coach to 50 wins in Oilers history, I think. Yeah. So, so like, honestly, great, great year. They got to the, the conference final one year and then they lost in the second round, I think, whatever, but like a couple playoff appearances, great win percentage. Don Granado, 93, 102 and 23. Oh. This oh man's not even not even close to being 500. And I, again, I know different situations and things. I get it, but it's the fact. I don't even care about the records. That's 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 one thing. It's the accountability. Edmonton is they they showed their players. And again, you can say, oh, they still haven't played good. There's issues on the team, and then that's one thing. You, that's one thing you need to address. But they said something has to give here. Like something has to change because. We're not getting the results. We had expectations, and they're not being met. And this is not okay. And someone's got to be held accountable. So if you're not going to Kevin Adams, make a move, which you've shown complete and utter ineptness to be able to do anyways. So if you're not going to make a move to show these guys that you're serious about winning this year, which we all know you're not going to do, and I'm not saying you got to go out and fire John Granado. Like you said, maybe it's, it's Matt Ellis or somebody, but like, Something at some point sooner than later, if you want to have any chance of saving this season, which is holding on by a thread, something has to give. Something has to give. Yeah. And I, and you know what's the wild part is they extended him till 2026. And who cares? Like, this goes back to Pagula not wanting to spend more money. The guy was probably, if I had to guess, Don Granato is probably making like four million a year, maybe five. So if they extended him for till twenty twenty six, that's probably like, so he'll have to pay out like another four eight twelve, like maybe twelve million dollars for the next couple of years, bro. Twelve million dollars is like what Leonard Floyd just got for a year. So like, spare me the fact that it's like a whole lot of money. Like it's not. It's not. You can go out. No, and Dean Evison. Dean Evison just got fired by Minnesota. And they yeah. kind of were suffering the same fate as uh, Edmonton, where, like, their goalies are really letting them down. And, I mean, their penalty kill is, like, horrible. Like, what? Actually, we did go 0 for 3 against them on the on the power play, and their penalty kill is, like, 60%. <laughs> so, like, that just goes Another game we won, but should have lost. Yeah. So, but, man, if you could bring him in, I mean, he he's a guy where 
he that's another guy that I would want to bring in because he shows fire on the bench. Like Minnesota played hard. Like they didn't win this year, but in the and ironically, like they're playing much better now. I think they're getting saves. That's why. Like their goaltending is back to like kind of Gustafson is playing like really well, <laughs> and so is Kaprizov. Like. So it really is crazy, like, what can happen. Like, even just giving your guy, your team, like, that new coach bump. Like, you know, mm-hmm. fire the coach. Maybe we rip off four in a row and we're right back in it. Like, that's a real thing. Guys yeah. feel pressure when, when the coach is fired. Absolutely. It is a real thing. And, Don, and, and I'm not sorry. for – I'm not for this whole – because you see it on Twitter all the time. Like, oh, well, you know, Don's, Don's earned a year, you know, to, to show us what he has. Like, How? What what has he earned? He earned us a, a another year on the drought because we didn't get in last year. So he he earned what? I mean, was was he out like, there putting pucks in the neck? Was was he having these like the players played good last year? But I'm, was like, that I'm, I'm glad because... we had 91 points, but 91 points is not good enough. Yeah, I mean, and the only reason I mean, and historically, 91 isn't even close to getting in the playoffs. You're I mean, you're usually at 96, 97 points right. to get in the playoffs. So like, be, I mean, you only missed the points, the playoffs by one point last year because the the unusual. total to get in was lower. That's that, but that yeah, that was an aberrant year. Like that wasn't. It's it's just it's the same argument as the Bills and Sean McDermott, where where Sean McDermott staying on and Sean McDermott legit has like gotten the Bills to the play. Like he's actually done some things. So like, if anyone's earned something, it's him. But it's the same thing of saying, like, okay, like, he's done all these things. We're just going to – but he can't get us over the hump, but we're just going to hang on to him because uh, because of what we've had to deal with for so long. Well, yep. again, Granado hasn't even gotten us over the hump. And and people are saying that, oh, well, let's like, like let's give him the whole year. Like, no, like, the team's shown what they are to this point in time. Like, I don't need to see another year of this. I don't if, – if you – if anyone – everyone listening wants a whole year of this – well, like, strap in because that's where we're heading. Yep, I fully agree with you, dude. So that's tough. It's tough, but all right. What do you got? You got anything else you want to want to talk about here before we uh, before we move on? Have we shit on them enough? Yeah, honestly, I think that was really cathartic. I think we both made some some great points, like you know, from even from different different perspectives, just like how we both felt. I feel like we uh, kind of knocked it out of the park there. Like we're just very, it's just very frustrating, folks. I, like we said in the beginning, I think you said you were going to go listen to the first episode or like the, the preview episode again and, and see like what we said. And man, I feel foolish for just buying the company line. They got me hooked in hook, line and sinker, and it could not be more disappointing. It was a lot of us. I mean, dude, look at the comment. I mean, Sabres Twitter right now is it's, it is it's on fire. Like everybody, it, like the world is burning. Like, so this it's, I was laughing because right now, anytime the Sabres, like when they go down <laughs> and they post on Twitter, like immediately the goal, there is immediately no less than like 50 comments. And it is just people roasting them. It is great. Not like when we're rolling and we're doing that good, it's like not even, but like when things are bad, people are just like, people are savages online. Poor guy that, like, poor intern that posts the score on social media has to deal with all of it. Yeah, Sabres Twitter is a mess right now. But it speaks to that point, like you were saying, that there there was all these expectations going into the season, and this is our current reality. And, oh, uh, and we didn't even touch on Levi. We didn't even say anything about Levi. Like, 
like they said that they fucked up with Levi. Like that's another thing that was just so mm-hmm. stupid. Like mm-hmm. finally, he's actually back. I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised if he starts tomorrow. Just because. Yeah, because you know, UPL's UPL sick, you know. UPL's so I. Is sick. Yeah, but, but it's not going to be long term. He's going to go back down, and like he was playing pretty well there. But man, it took him twenty games of the regular season to get him down there. Like they they just made so many. What's the word when you make a mistake on your own? Like self. Uh, I don't even know. Like uh. Self-inflicted. They're, yeah, they're like self-inflicted. They thank you. Like they're they're did so many self-inflicted uh mistakes. Like they were not forced. They were they were not like forced to just go into the season status quo, and they kind of did, man. Yeah, as Taylor Swift would say, "Is death by a thousand cuts," you know. Oh my god, that was incredible! <laughs> wow, nice, nice. I love I mean, it. You know what? We're uh. I got I got one one quick thing before we before we move on because we're gonna talk we, we we can do our like our music rewind after this we want to go through like our our top music things sure. from the year see if we can end on a little bit of a lighter note but I have one more thing here this this just this just popped into my head I actually was having a discussion with one of my patients today and and, and he brought this up to me and I was like oh this is interesting I'm gonna mention this on the show like I'm at a point now and I don't know how you feel where. I don't need to see Eric Johnson on the ice. I'd rather, of course, see Ryan Johnson. But, like, honestly, I'm also, like, dude, just put in Jacob Bryson and just, like, just see what he could do. Like, at this point, honestly, you know, I'm, like. Played, Jacob Bryson is 2-0 and this year in games he's no, played. No, 3. 3? I'm pretty sure 3-0. and And, like, I'm not, like, clamoring for Bryson. I think he's a great player. But, like, if you need to shake things up, like, I mean, yeah, sure, he's sitting there. And, like, at this moment in time, you're not going to tell me he does not have more upside than Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson yeah, is a straight I, liability out there. I, I kind of like, I kind of agree. Just like, just because like the thing that he was good at is the thing that we're missing. Like once he kind of retrieved the puck and had space to move it, he could move it. And like our guys just kind of can't right now. So like, even though he's not like, obviously he's a seventh defenseman, like whatever, but <laughs> I, I, I can't believe we're clamoring for Jacob Bryson. <laughs> I just feel like it's sneaky. That's the kind of guy that, like, hasn't played in, like, a month and a half. He could just come in and be like, like you said last time, and I was laughing listening back to the show. We were like, fucking right, boys. Fucking right. Like, that's where, like, he's that's where like he's coming in, and he's going to get, like, a goal and an assist in his first game and just go out there and go balls to the wall because he's got nothing to lose and be like, boys, this is how we need to play all the time. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it'd be some poetic shit if it did. I know, yeah, and I mean, he must, he must be super, like, he must be like, man, I must be a piece of shit if I can't get in, can't get over, in over the lineup over these, these clowns that were icing, Jesus Christ. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I'll just shout out Zach Benson before we get onto the music. Because oh he's yeah, fucking dog, dog, Zach Benson. I, what are the clubs now downtown? Like, what are the ones like bottoms up? Zach Benson has to be going to bottoms up and just grinding on every piece of ass in the club because he's so good. <laughs> bottoms up that's probably yeah, what yeah. it is too just just <laughs> hanging out on chippewa <laughs> yeah he has to be i would holy shit i would be down there oh my god 18 years old good lord oh this time of year too you can take the when the, when there's ice out you can take the skates you can do a little stick handling in the street yeah. there you go yeah yeah good for, good for <laughs> zach benson he's gonna he's gonna be really good for a long time like can you imagine zach benson if he doesn't get like the dog beaten out of him by being on this depressed ass team can you imagine how good he's going to be in two years when he kind of like still going to be 20 years old, but like kind of like loses the baby fat and, and uh, gets a little bit more of like a man body in there. 
He's going to be a, a disgusting player. He's kind. Of, I think he's going to be like Braden Point, honestly. That's my comp for him. All right, dude. So before we before we move on, just give me give me final thoughts. What 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 are you feeling right now? Like what's your what after you know going through this catharsis here? Like what is what where where are you at right now? You're not gonna like this. Dude, do not say you're excited. <laughs> I am watching. I am going to watch as many Boston University college hockey games as possible because we are going to select Macklin Celebrini number one overall this season. That's how our season's going to go. We're going to finish like fourth last and win the lottery. That's what I'm. That's I mean, that's how I feel. We're going to be really bad for the rest of the season. Yeah, dude, I know. Like, so this is where I'm at. I'm like, I truly am apathetic right now towards towards this franchise. I have tickets to go in like a couple weeks. And I like this is the first time I'm ever sitting in the 100 sections and we paid like decent money for them. And I'm like, absolutely regretting it. Like, I don't even want to go. <laughs> but I am... I'm very low on this team right now. I'm very down on it. I do not. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any toughness. I do think they are mentally fragile. Clearly, they didn't get the pieces they need. But I just. I'm feeling like until until a change is made, and specifically at at the coaching position, this is officially me calling for Don Granado to be fired. I think it actually has to happen, and. You say that's premature, whatever, but when I it's see when not. I see this team consistently have no game plans, doesn't know where each other is in space, they they're they're not at all the, the team we saw last year. There's a lack of a consistent lack of effort, there's a consistent lack of preparedness. That comes down to head coaching and leadership and not being able to get your team ready to play in games. And I will officially from this point on be clamoring for Don Granado's head on a stick. Not, not really just, just like metaphorically <laughs> until, until it happens. That that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, I back you 100%. All right. Well, that's enough talk about this shitty team. We said we we said we weren't going to talk long about them, and we went yeah, for an hour. Let's, and let's talk minutes, about but... some, let's talk about something fun. Like we can even like there's, let's just throw this in here now, so we don't have to talk about the Sabers anymore. But they got four games coming up. They're playing Thursday again, tomorrow against Boston on Thursday, Saturday versus Montreal, Monday versus Arizona, and Wednesday at Colorado. Good luck, boys. That's all I'll say. Good luck. Let's quick, quick, quick points. How many are they getting? Zero. Fucking a, dude. Oh my god, dude. I, I honestly am going with zero too. I'm picking, dude. We had last year between eleven four and eleven nineteen. We went on a we went on a loss eight and. We just lost four, and we're about to lose another four. That is, I'm just, it, I'm totally down on this team yeah. right now. I hope we're it wrong, even, but it it didn't even like my brain didn't even com like contemplate saying anything but zero there. That's what I'm saying, zero. We're not beating Boston, no way in hell. We we barely beat them. Colorado, we pumped four nothing. They're absolutely gonna revenge and kick our ass. And then Montreal, I mean, or Arizona. Arizona's playing incredible hockey right now, and. Montreal is a toss-up game, one that we should win, so we will absolutely lose that game. So, yep, yeah, let's move on. Fuck this game. All right, so if you are listening to the show here, and whether you have Apple Music, whether you have Spotify, you can look at your replays 
or your what's it called on Spotify? Spotify Wrapped. All right, so Spotify Wrapped or uh, replay. And and if you uh, if you listen to this, check it out. Like so, send us like tag us on Twitter. Uh, and, and send us a screenshot of what you've been listening to. I'd love to listen to some new shit, uh, but it basically tells you like your top artists that you listen to, some of the, the top songs and albums. And so, uh, all right, Ryan, you want to go first? Let, let, me, uh, let me see. What was, your, what was your top five artists of the new year? And if you want to give like minute totals, you can. Uh, so it doesn't show individual minute totals on Spotify? Oh, it doesn't? All right, Apple does. Well, it, it, it might, but I... I, I uh... I didn't screenshot that one. I only screenshotted two things. But so my top artists were Taylor Swift, number one. I listened to everyone knows by now. I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift. She is my my hero. I'm not. We're not going to get into it, but I love her. Uh, and then my second artist was Neck Deep, amazing band, amazing amazing band. I love them. My third artist was Real Friends, another amazing band. My fourth artist was Hot Mulligan. My buddy John, shout out John. Ooh, Hot Mulligan, me. let's go. Yeah. He got me into them last year. Unbelievable band. And then a band called uh, Water Parks, who are, they're very fun, very different. I like them a lot. So my top five artists are all sad people, all very sad. So I kind of love it. I mean, that kind of, that kind of goes with the Sabres vibes right now anyways. It does. It does. I'm such a whiny whiny boy. You got, you got to come to the Real Friends show next week. Just like convince Katie that you can come. What what there's a hot what what's like uh, some of Hot Mulligan's top songs? There's a Hot Mulligan song that I I absolutely know that I loved when I was younger. Well, they came out with um a new album recently. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Album. That's the one you listen to. I, I yeah, and I can't. They got a they got a really popular song. They got a really pop. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm gonna fucking choke. They got a really popular song off uh, their second album. It's called Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh my god, dude! Why can't I find the fucking album? It's got a long name, so I have to like. Yeah, I might be thinking of a. Di- I might be thinking of a different oh. band, but because I just kind of googled their songs and I don't really know any of those top ones, but. Yeah, I don't know. I know I sent you a couple of their songs like before. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But dude, anyway, there's just so they're, they all their songs have weird ass names. Like they're they're like straight out of like the like 2006, 2007, 2008, like. Uh, like emo ish band, you know, naming their their songs like just very just random things that have nothing to do with the song. So like I kind of love them for that. But that's another band you guys should check out. What were your uh, what were your top five? All right, dude. So I w- I want you to <laughs> take a guess at who you think my number one artist was. Kenny Chesney. <laughs> oh, dude, that's such a good guess. But no, no, no. So my number one artist. The man himself, NF. Yeah, see, that was gonna be my second guess. It, it, that oh was my yeah. Guess. So if for those for those listening, do me a favor and look up NF. He's a he's a rapper, and he like you will if if you're listening and you've you've heard of NF, you already you already know because this man just like the music he creates, it's just it's it's a story like this man tells stories and the music videos are like legit movies but he's had he comes from like he he talks about this in all his songs but he's had he's had a terrible um upbringing he's had a a checkered past and that's kind of what inspires him but he's had he's had four albums to date and he's had one mixtape and the the mixtape's good too but the albums i mean if you listen to them in order there so it's mansion therapy session 
there was perception and then the search oh so five albums and then the latest is hope each album is just like crazy like to see the progression and this man's just like lyricism and skills and he he is it's non-explicit uh, but you you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know because the the tracks just hit so hard. But it's very, I mean you know it's very orchestral type oh, yeah. music and just yeah. like the He's the songs to... that like he's trying to provoke emotion in you. Like it just like hits you in like deep. And then like the songs where he's like I'm just gonna like rip out a banger here. Like it's it's what he does. But it's really cool. Like if you go on YouTube and you like start at Mansion. Like and just watch like reactors to it. Like, oh, you'll be you'll be sitting there for hours because it's just like there's so much there is so much depth to it. It's not just garbage rap. It's like just incredible, incredible lyricism. And I, I, I'm and if if someone is out there listening to this and and you haven't heard him, give him a shot and let me know what you think because I I absolutely love this man and I listen to him all the time. Yeah, dude, the search is still one of my favorite rap albums of all time. Just from song one to the final song it's just absolutely incredible i mean like you that up as, as a great shout unbelievable unbelievable person and artist there's so and many good songs and, and the reason that he didn't come here i know we were supposed to see him and covid really really messed all that up and now he's yep. just too big so he's he's going to all the 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 football stadiums but the reason i suggest to listen front to back which you, you certainly don't have to is just because Every album and in multiple songs and multiple albums are connected. Like a lyric in a song on the first album connects to album three or connects to album two. And it's just like you pick up and I mean I've listened to all the songs numerous, numerous times and you still pick up like little like little like peanuts here and there. So I've listened to him this year <laughs> for almost four thousand minutes of, of playtime. For NF, my number two for just to like just to relate this, my number two artist is Bailey Zimmerman. He's a country artist. 880, okay. 884. So like I listen to NF way more than anybody. 85% of your music is NF. Yeah. So Bailey Zimmerman is not my number two artist. He's a up and coming like country artist. Uh, but came his like new album's like really, really good. Uh and then Morgan Wallen is like, number three. Everyone knows Morgan Wallen. I mean, he's kind of like the big deal. Here we go. Four and five you'll be proud of for me. Four, real friends. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I, got, I love it. I love it. Yep. And then five was five was actually all-time low. Wow. Because I, I, I love their new album. Yeah, dude, it's really good. It's really yeah. good. It's yeah, the, really good. the new album is good. And I used to listen oh, to them a lot when I was younger. That's so funny. So I listened to – a total of 67,776 minutes on Spotify this year. Dude, that's if crazy. I don't even know. I don't even know if I could get get my total, but it yeah. factors it factors in podcasting too. Like Ed, I'm going to I'm going to scroll through here while we're still while we're talking. So Yeah, podcasts I listen to a ton of. Obviously like because I'm a mail carrier like I have my shit in there's like constantly so I'm always listening to something. But I feel like I feel like uh 67,000 minutes is like absolutely crazy. Isn't that like, isn't that insane, dude? It's 70, 000. and like I saw a couple of my friends sent me a screenshot of their wrapped and they had like 95,000 minutes. Damn. <laughs> isn't that fucked? So like, I mean, that's like, so 70,000 minutes. Yeah. That's like, that's like 1100 hours. 
Holy shit. Which is almost like 50 days. <laughs> so, so I played 705 songs this year. And then when I looked at my wife's, she said that she played like 1,300 songs. Oh, she yeah, played, dude. I can oh, imagine. Like, so many songs. Talking. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, man. this It's just so fun, like, looking at your rap. It's just like, I always want to know. I'm, I make predictions. Actually, I wonder if I did it last year. I don't remember. But, like, in the beginning of the year, I'll make, like, Spotify rap predictions. I kind of want to see if I did it this year. Oh, I don't remember if I did. That was that. Oh, I didn't. I did it the one year, and I was like very, very close to like what what my final like movie my final numbers were, and uh, man, it's just it's super fun to just go back and like look at everything you've listened to over the year. It's it's cool because oh I, I sorry I was looking I'm trying to find I think you can I think you can also go back and look at like. Uh, years past, I was trying to trying to find out yeah, how to can. do that. You can, you can. But um, at least at least I'm, at least okay. Here, so I just actually found my my minutes. So I I spent three thousand three hundred sixty five minutes listening to Taylor Swift this year. How much? Three thousand three hundred sixty five. Oh yeah, that's pretty. That's that's pretty solid. So it, so it's it's just cool. So if you're listening and and you and you do this, send us uh, like I said. Tag us on on Twitter or send us a, a screenshot or a DM of what you're listening to. We can find some new stuff, but it is cool because it kind of it just kind of shows you like your trends. And I laughed because at the end of the year, I saw where my numbers were, and I was like, "Yep, that's me in a nutshell." So it just it really kind of like summarizes you pretty well. But I'm looking at my one here from 2016, and it's like, "Wow, 2016." Oh, dude, it's it's all country. I was just like all country back then. And I yeah, I still listen would. to country a lot, but not I'm not as big on the on the country now. I dabble in in some of the some You're of the punk. Guy, now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't, dude, I don't You're listen like a, to any rap other than NF. He's really the only. Yeah, well, and Eminem, of course. But. I'm like slowly transitioning you to like a a pop punk, you know, fan. So it's kind of fun. Every time I send yeah. you a song, you're like, "Wow, this song's amazing." And you're like a big fan of of uh, Cody's voice from Real Friends. You think his voice is incredible. So oh, that's dude, awesome. he is great. He is great. You know what? You know what? I I, I already know what um, 2024 number one's gonna be. Uh, Real Friends. Saber Spotlight. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yep, yep. 2021, 2024 is our year for this podcast. I'll tell you that. I'm having so much. Even though our team sucks, it's been great recording so far. It has been, it has been. And I got some cool shit I want to talk about for the Amherst, but we're not going to do that today because I want to actually save that for a, a, a fun podcast, hopefully when the Sabres are, are playing a little bit better. We'll give you guys an, an Amherst update next week because there hasn't been been too much on the Amherst end other than a couple games. So we'll just we'll do that next week because we're running a little, uh, little over on the time. But, Ryan, anything else you want to say here before we close things out? Nothing. Just, you know, thanks for giving me this platform to let out my grievances with this team because it was much needed. Yeah, it was definitely a, a show that I was, I was uh, excited excited to do, even though it's uh, not not fun to talk about. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's I my line. You ever notice that? That that is totally we'll my line. Yeah, I say is, we'll see is. what happens. I I because yeah. I I listen to every show back, and I'm like I say like when I when I don't know like where to like finish a thought, that's my go. I'm just like eh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I so. So my wife went to bed before we recorded and I said, 
she was already mad at me because I was yelling about about FIFA because I was getting pissed because <laughs> I was losing. I I don't even get that mad, but like I, you know, my voice like it carries. Like I I don't know why, but sometimes my voice just like you know, it's not an inside voice. So I go up there and I tell her like you know okay like good night you know I love you and stuff and she goes. If you wake me up one more fucking time, <laughs> it is not going to end well for you. And I'm like, listen, we're recording the podcast, and I can't, I can't tell you what I'm about to say. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, I don't know if you were successful tonight because I feel like we got riled up a couple times tonight. Yeah, so. we, like I, she's like, she's like, I know the team is ass, but please control <laughs> yourself. So I, I think I did okay. <laughs> I think we did good. And I will say, uh, I am I am toasty with this space heater now. Yeah, so I, I, am... I finished I finished my beer. You know, what yep. are, I got a ruby, ruby red Kolsch right here. It's super yep. good. Yeah. So it was a good it was a good night of podcasting. We could we could. I had my Jack and Coke to start the night, and then I went to this guy. Oh damn! The we old, grabbed another one. The old Bud Light Seltzer Black Cherry. Well, I'm off from work tomorrow, so why not? I might I might even open one more before I go to bed. Whatever. Nice. All right. That's cool. Good job. Good job with that. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, if, As always, uh, if you listen to the show, make sure you follow us on Apple, Spotify. Check us out over on YouTube. And uh, YouTube is a good platform to interact with us, too. So if you watch the videos, uh, you know, comment, uh, you know, like like the videos and, and comment. We'll, we'll obviously get back to you guys there. But you can always reach out to us. On our uh, our Twitter handles, those will be linked in the, the show notes uh, below, as they always are. And uh, follow the show on Twitter, at, Sable, at Saber Spotlight. And uh, also, if you have any feedback for us, then you can also feel free to email us. That's in the show notes as well. But um, that's going to do it for today. Hopefully, we're happier when we talk next week. But if not, we'll be here either way. We'll see you later, folks. Hey, we never shouted out our, our uh, where you can find us. What do you mean? We do it every time. We never shout out our handles. You fucked oh, up. Oh, I don't why. I just, I, dude, I just, I just wrapped it up. I just, I, I just like said, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Ryan, what's your Twitter? <laughs> oh, yeah. My Twitter. Got to shout out the Twitters, bro. My Twitter <laughs> is R, at RMC1492. And you can be found where? <laughs> and I'm at Matt Walsh PT, but you know what, I dude, honestly, I don't like use my like. I, yeah, I pretty much run our. Saber, yeah, you're tweeting from the Saber Spotlight account. Yeah, so like honestly, like if you follow the show, it's pretty much me, and then Ryan, like you, like I would, if you want to follow Ryan and you like what he has to say, I, I mean that would blow my mind if you do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But if you want to follow Ryan, yeah, no, definitely check him out. I, I like I said, I'm tweeting more from the the account. I feel like you usually like kind of say if it's you on the show account um, or not. But either one yeah, of those works. I'll, yeah, I'll like quote tweet you off the, the account, you know, and that's I'll add my little things there. But it is mostly you. Yeah, it's been fun because there's definitely there. I mean, there's there's more engagement now on the on the Twitter um, as we uh, continue throughout the season and. Uh, you know, hopefully gain, you know, new followers and people like listening to the show, which, you know, we appreciate a bunch because we have fun doing it. So, um, yeah, check us out over on there and, uh, you know, email, uh, Twitter, whatever, you, whatever you got to do. But we will uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace.